Welcome back everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Uh, today we got another gun gripe episode for you. Guys, look, this has been a bad week. It's been a rough week. Okay, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I apologize for taking uh, a good bit of time to get this video out, but we really wanted to just kind of step back and sort of look at all the moving parts that are going on right now with the whole situation and current events that are, have been happening this week. And uh, let me let me begin by saying uh, we love you guys in Las Vegas, okay? I, we, we know that it's, it's a terrible loss and a, a terrible thing that has gone on, and we just want you to know we support you, and uh, we, we want all of you to know that uh, you're in our thoughts, and we've been thinking about you, and we know it's a terrible thing to go through. And we also want to really take a moment to commend all the law enforcement and first responders and all the folks that really just made that day uh, slightly brighter. I mean, I know it's a very dark day, uh, but, you know, a lot of folks really uh, risk their lives to, to help all of those people in need, okay? And, th and those people deserve to be commended uh, for their sacrifices and their bravery. And guys, not all uh, people uh, that are heroes wear uniforms. I mean, sometimes a uniform can be a smock uh, that a nurse is wearing inside of a hospital and working long hours and trying to help people out. Uh, so guys, it's, it's been a really tough week. Unless you've been uh, living under a rock, uh, you know what's been happening, what's been going on. And uh, it's very unfortunate that an event like this becomes politicized as quickly as it does. And I, I think that that's really our, our words that we want to share with you are about, the, about that. And it's, it's, it's highly unfortunate. And because of who we are in, in this industry and who people like us are, are looked at, uh, the way that we're looked at, you know, we're always expected to, to come out with some statement or we're always looked to as uh, having the answers for this sort of thing. And it, and it can be a very difficult place to be in. I mean, guys, we, we've been under fire from every single direction. YouTube has had us under fire. We're going to elaborate on that. The NRA has been under fire a bit. We're going to elaborate on that. Guys, it's just been a bad week. A very, very nasty black eye for the 2A community. Yep, I mean, uh, one of the big reasons why we haven't come out with anything on this topic in general is because we had our big YouTube shoot this past weekend, and, you know, that, that requires a lot of prep and everything on our part and then just getting everybody together, and there were some things that happened at the shoot that we'll elaborate on, like Eric was mentioned about YouTube and everything like that, you know, kind of pulling some videos and everything. It, it yep. all happened all of a sudden, but... Yep. Um, you know, I echo everything Eric said, and, you know, the uh, there's a lot of media outlets out there that jump the gun on a lot of information, and, you know, most of you guys watching this video know that there's a ton of fake news out there, and, you know, I would implore everyone watching that, you know, they look at the facts of the matter and don't jump to any conclusions, because the thing is, you know, there's people out there in the world that want to divide up us in the U.S., you know, they want to divide up the gun community. They want to divide up people, you know, left versus right and all this kind of stuff. You know, saying that, you know, the shooter was some sort of Trump's Trump or anti-Trump guy, whatever, and he was targeting these people for that particular reason, whatever the case was. Don't let don't let the media fool you, you know. Um, but that that's what people want. They want that divide, and I think that's you know what eventually is going to cause the fall of this country if we let it happen, you know. The, the, divide, divide and the divide is evident, all right, and, and we want to elaborate on a couple of things and all. I would implore every single person watching this video to just take a moment to really think about what's important to you. Uh, I mean, 
And when I think about that, what comes to mind for me is safety and security and, uh, and just being able to live the life that I want to live. And uh, nobody would ever be able to convince me that the way to make this situation go away or to make it better would be to increase gun uh, legislation or to, or to have worse or more gun legislation or to have more gun laws. That is not going to solve any of this. This is a people problem. Guess what? Murder was already illegal that morning. All right. There were a lot of things that were illegal that morning. Uh, murder's already illegal, okay? So you, you, can't, you can't place the blame on an inanimate object in the hopes to uh, solve human behavior. Uh, that simply just can't happen. And I would say it'd be rather asinine to think that, uh, that you could solve human behavior by banning a, uh, a particular device. Yeah. Now, a lot of folks want to know where our stance is on this whole situation with the NRA. Now, in case you've been living under a rock, you know that the NRA kind of initially like came out on the forefront saying, hey, well, uh, we support uh, a closer look at these bump fire devices or these, these stocks or whatever. Okay. Well, <laughs> what was said was they support reasonable regulations. Yeah. And it wasn't the entire NRA. I think that's one thing that a lot of people are pissed off about. You know, it was Wayne LaPierre and Chris Cox issued a joint statement about this that pissed off the entire community and caused a lot of divide in the community. Yeah. Um, but they, they came out saying that they support reasonable regulations on bump fire stocks. I think know? that... Um, and it pissed a lot of people off. I was pissed off, for sure. Because, right. you know, it, to me, if the NRA poises himself in such a position to blame the tool instead of the individual, then that's just opening a big can of worms. That's my personal opinion on it. I, I just don't think that they should be poisoning themselves to blame an inanimate object for the acts of a madman and you know putting the attention on that and then and then you know the whole thing with all these media outlets uh, putting out falsities about bump fire itself how the stocks operate what they're used for and then also like the, the, the Hughes amendment the 86 ban everything oh machine guns have been illegal in the United States for 30 plus years no actually they haven't you know they've been regulated heavily since 86 they're not illegal and that's a big common misconception. There's a lot of misinformation floating around out there. And, you know, when, if I might mention it now, when YouTube pulls down relevant videos regarding bump fire stocks, and then only information out there is from these leftist media outlets and whatnot, even conservative media outlets who are getting the information wrong, that's what people have to learn about these stocks from? Yeah, that's a problem. Big problem. Yeah, I mean... Well, I think that what I want to say in, in regards to the NRA's position is... Guys, the NRA is the voice that we, many of us, in our minds, whether we like it or not or whether we realize it or not, the NRA is the voice that we designate to be, to be the people on Capitol Hill that try to get stuff done uh, for the Second Amendment. You know, so that's, politics are a delicate, delicate slope. And there are some politics being engaged in right now on both sides. And that position is a delicate one. And I guess what I would really want people to kind of think about is don't think about what a couple of people on the top might be doing in the organization. Let's really try to focus on keeping us all together. I mean, the NRA is not an organization with any clout at all unless they have the support of their members. And guys, guess what? Whether or not you support the NRA, whether or not you support Gun Owners of America or any of the other lobbying groups, all of that is irrelevant. Whether you agree with Wayne LaPierre or Chris Cox uh, or not, 
those, those points really are a little bit irrelevant. What matters is, are you a friend of the Second Amendment? And if the answer is yes, we need to keep our ears to the ground and we need to be able to collectively use our grassroots efforts, which we have in the past. Remember when Sandy Hook happened? We organized marches on the Capitol, channels like Military Arms Channel, Tim and, and, and him and all, a lot of the other guys. We all banded together and we put a stop to this bullcrap. We, we did it then, we can do it again. And what my advice to everyone would be is to keep their ears to the ground mm -hmm. and we have to make sure that there's no anti-gun legislation that we're going to be forced to, to have to deal with. Um, you know, why is it that we are, it's constantly a witch hunt with the gun community. We are the only part of the community in the United States that gets treated with that type of disrespect from various, various news organizations and just the way people look at things. Why is the Second Amendment the only special circumstance where people have to always have their pitchforks and torches out and turned into a giant witch hunt? I'd say public opinion in general you know, of the gun community as a whole is a negative. What you know. happened was tragic. Yes, it was. But if you look at statistics and you look at the broad spectrum of what causes Americans to lose their lives in the United States, I can most certainly promise you that gun violence is very, very low on the overall list. I mean... So when a drunk driver runs somebody over, I know this analogy is used pretty often, but again, I want a, a respectable answer to this question. When a drunk driver runs someone over and kills them, do we start trying to go, oh, we need to blame, we need to ban uh, cars now? We need to, so they tried banning alcohol or prohibition. That mm -hmm. didn't work because they realized they couldn't ban morality. You can't regulate morality. Mm -hmm. So that's why they knew prohibition was just a sinking ship and they did away with it. So you cannot blame the tools. You must blame the people. And, and evil people are everywhere. And the only way to stop an evil person is for a good person to have the tools they need to be able to stop that threat. Guys, here's something that a lot of people may not know. Early, before, the, before the shooting was actually uh, committed, okay, we're not gonna mention the piece of crap's name because he doesn't even deserve to be remembered, okay? But before the shooting occurred, a security guard responded to, I don't know, it might have been a noise complaint or something. And the security guard was shot by this, you know what. Yeah, that came out recently. He was shot six minutes or so before six minutes. everything happened. So what did everybody do? There was a noise complaint. There was an issue. What did they do? Did they take it upon themselves to knock on that guy's door and ask, hey, could you kindly turn the music down or could you kindly quit beating on the walls or whatever he was doing? Could you kindly stop? No, they called a guy with a dang gun, all right? So the thing is, society wants to just look at this whole situation like we're all a bunch of evil uh, you-know-whats and that we're all, you know, we're, we're the people that they just want to pretend don't exist. But we're equally me, responsible. Right, we are. So but but when they, when they need say. us, you know, when they need a war to be fought, when they want, uh, you know, somebody to go and deal with something they don't want to deal with, well, guess what? We're the redheaded stepchildren that get called with the guns on our hips to go deal mm -hmm. with it. And that guy answered the call for his fellow man and went up there and tried to do what he had to do. And unfortunately, he lost. And let's face it, we lost a battle that day, okay? Could that have ended any different? Could that man have dealt with the situation and some, some situation presented itself to where... Maybe he would end, ended up shooting the guy or dealing with it or defusing the situation. 
possibly. But you don't have that chance if you don't have the Second Amendment. If you don't have your gun rights, you don't even have that chance. So I feel that we were dealt a black eye. Yes, we but... lost a battle. <laughs> but it's no sense in giving, raising the white flag and giving up the war just because you lost one battle. And a lot of these politicians, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things going on in their minds, and gun control is a, top, a hot topic with a lot of them. And unfortunately, uh, groups like the NRA tend to, to be on that forefront because of the size of their organization, the amount of lobbying dollars they have. Yes, they're going to have to take some form of a stance, some form of an opinion. They have to stand somewhere. It's a very, very slippery slope. Mm. Okay. I feel like the NRA has a little bit more of a plan, you know, for this. I mean, you know, when when the shooting happened and all, you know, <laughs> Paul Ryan announced that he was taking the SHARE Act off of the schedule. So all that momentum we had leading up to getting some pro-gun legislation passed and getting national reciprocity likely passed is down in the dumps We right worked now. very hard for that, guys. But, you worked hard for that. We made the video. We're just two people. We put our voice out there, and you guys made your voices heard, and we made some very, very proactive and great change for the Second Amendment in the last few weeks. Yep. And, and, and we're not talking just the last few weeks. That, that whole run of bills has been years in the two making. Year, uh, the HPA has been Trying two to years get that America. set up. So, guys, you owe it to yourself. You should give yourself a pat on the back for supporting those measures and getting them as far as, as they did and proving to the public at large and the politicians and the lobbying groups, both good and bad, that your voice matters. And I think that's an important thing. We cannot give up on the Second Amendment, guys. Whether or not you support the NRA, look, you're never going to hear us shed a single tear if you say that you don't support the NRA. Everybody thinks all these weird things about all these YouTube channels. They think weird things about us because we mentioned the NRA. Guys, we do not work for the NRA. We do not collect dollars from the NRA. You know why we support the NRA? Because the NRA is comprised of people. People that have a voice and people that have an opinion and a means to an end. And by supporting the NRA, we're actually not supporting just an organization. The, the, the letters NRA on a piece of paper don't mean anything without its members and without its base. So what we re well, the reason we support the NRA is because we are the NRA. All of the people are collectively, we make up the NRA. If you support the Second Amendment and you support all of these great things that, that companies like them are trying to do to help us all out, guess what? You're, you're fighting, we're all fighting for the same cause. The NRA is the largest lobbying group, so we, we really like to support their efforts because a lot of us really uh, have a lot of very similar views. Now, sometimes we don't always see it eye to eye, guys. Hmm. You know, it's, it's a very slippery slope. We don't, and like I said earlier, you know, a lot of folks didn't see eye to eye with the, um, with the decision of Wayne LaPierre and Chris Cox in this recent statement and everything, and then over the past weekend on programs like Chris Wallace and Face the Nation trying to pick up the pieces and everything like that and reiterate their position and clarify their position on the whole matter. But, you know, I can't help but think what in the world they've got in their minds because I, I think back on 86, all right, you had FOPA, all right, the Firearms Owners Protection Act. And this is on a lot of people's minds. Sure. And I was only three years old, you know, when, when that happened. I had no idea until later in life when I became a gun owner and started you know, learning things about NFA and all that kind of stuff and how machine guns were regulated back in 86. But 
you know, the Hughes Amendment, which <laughs> made it illegal to manufacture new machine guns for civilians after that date in 1986, uh, that was an amendment that was added to FOPA. And that was just something that was pushed through, and it was kind of, you know, like, hey, well, the NRA told us we, we need to give machine guns up so we can get FOPA passed. And that pissed a lot of people off, you know, and I can't yep. help but feel like, you know, there's, there's such a small percentage of people that really, really care about bump stocks. There's a small percentage of people that even knew what a bump stock was before all this stuff happened. I'd, I'd surmise to say 95% of the entire populace in the United States had no idea what it was. You look at all these news agencies and stuff that are reporting on this crap, they had to look it up. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't about. know what they're talking about anyways, because they didn't know what it was either. But it, It's a very, know, very weird thing to think about. But you know? I can't help but think that it's like, all right, so we were this close to getting share scheduled and getting a vote on it, and possibly getting it through, getting it through the Senate, getting it on the President's desk. you know. And I can't help but think that that some somewhere down the line, it's going to come up as in like an amendment. Share's going to come back up, and then there's going to be an amendment to like ban the sale of bump bump fire stocks, or it's going to be okay. Well, bump fire stocks need to go on a forty four seventy three, something along those lines. I just I can't help but have that feeling, you know, that it's going to be one of those deals where, you know, hey, we're going to trade this for something else that affects more of the community as a whole. I think what's you know, important... I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I know you are, but I think what's important too, and, and what I really want to drive home in this video for sure, we cannot afford to be divided as a community. Oh, I've seen that, that, that in all is, these. That is very, very, very important. We cannot be divided. All right. Regardless of where you stand with the NRA, regardless whether or not you want to support the NRA, so look. that is irrelevant. We are all guardians of the Second Amendment. We have to band together and make sure our representatives know that we will not tolerate any shenanigans. So, all right. Well, I love that word. Shenanigans. <laughs> so, all the stuff, all right, since last week and everything, since the first statement by the NRA has been coming out, and, you know, Tim and all of us have posted stuff, and it's like just trying to get kind of, you know, the, the gun community's opinion on the matter. And I've seen so much infighting like we're talking about the gun community being divided. So you've got this group of people here that say, oh, well, I don't care anything about bump stocks. You can take them away or do whatever. I just want share. Okay? And Then, then you got, got people that say, screw share. I just want the carry bill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, not, not that. Well, just share and national reciprocity are all right here. Okay? Sure. It's like, I don't care about bump stocks. But then you got this group of people that says, screw that. No, bump stocks are just a tool. What are you going to, you're going to ban a tool? And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm not trading anything. Okay, I'm in this group, but see, you know, this group here, you could consider them FUDs with AR-15s, because we think about FUDs, we've made a video about that in the past, all right, well, during the 94 crime bill and all the work up to that, all right, it's like, well, I got my double barrel shotgun and my hunting rifles and everything like that, I don't own an AR-15, I don't need one of them things, I'm not, I'm just hunting, okay, and you got all these people that say, oh, well, the Second Amendment's only about hunting, it doesn't have any sporting purpose, bull crap, bull crap, FUDs. FUDs with bump FUDs that with AR-15s that don't like bump fire stocks and don't care about them. They just want this. That's the FUD mentality. And that's one you thing have to be careful, guys. We don't need that. You know, we need everybody to say, you know, look, we're not going to stand for any regulations whatsoever, and we're going to have to put our foot down on this whole matter. Because if not, there's going to be 
there's going to be there's probably already talks. You're, you're going to open Pandora's box. There's I think. probably already it, talks right now for like a new assault weapons ban and stuff like that. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but they, don't give them any ideas, oh, I, man. Oh, I don't have to give them any ideas. Nancy Pelosi's already been dreaming about it. Even she says that you know, all the gun laws on the books wouldn't have stopped this mess, anyways. So let's just pile more gun laws on everybody. Yeehaw! But yeah. you know, good and well, there's talk like that. But the thing is, I think they're throwing wet spaghetti at the wall and just seeing what'll stick. Any politician that supports any of this crap will be committing political suicide and they know it they know it you know and that's what I, that's what i'm fired up about it's just all all this talk now of all these republic republicans who are supposed to be pro 2a going hmm maybe we should really think about this i don't know i don't know uh, oh it's kind of scary I didn't know what a bump stock was. Again, we don't, we don't need anything. Again, to make these guns fully we don't. Automatic. We don't need division. <laughs> we don't need division, though, because that that divide and conquer. <laughs> that whole idea of divide and conquer is exactly what they want. We cannot be divided on this issue. Don't be a fool. We we have to be together on this, guys, and we need support from everybody, regardless of what your stance is on the NRA or any of that, we have to make sure we are contacting all of our elected representatives and making our voices heard. That is the most mm. important thing mm. right now, is we need everybody mm. to make sure their elected representatives know where they stand. I, make sure they know who they work for. If you don't become the, the squeak in the wheel, you don't get the grease. We want to be slither, slither with grease here, like we mentioned before. Like We want... Mm. To be that, the squeakiest wheel ever. That sounds fun. Well, maybe. But <laughs> lay out that top there. This um. is a really, really, you know, important time for the members, not only the NRA or, or, or uh, Gun Owners of America or any of the lobbying groups, or if you're just a person who just loves the Second Amendment, and let's just say you don't associate with any lobbying group at all. Fine. You're still with us, whether you like it or not. We're all in this boat together. And we need holes to plug. Uh, we need fingers to plug holes, because the ship is sinking. Look, I think something else to be made clear in this video. There's is a lot of fingers out there. I'm not boycotting the NRA. I'm pissed at the NRA right now. Yeah, sure, but I'm not boycotting the NRA. I still am a life member. I'm still going to support the organization because you know they are the largest lobbying arm in the gun community. And it would be really dumb for everybody just to hang up their memberships right now and block their number. And rip up every piece of mail that comes to them. You'd be giving you know, the other side exactly what they want if you do they, that. They we want cannot a, afford for that to happen. They want a weakened lobbying group for the for the two A community, so they can actually just push things on through. If you you've know? never listened to another thing that he and I have said ever, hear this and do this. Do not allow yourself to be fooled. To be fooled. Yep. Do not separate yourself from the two A community. If you love your gun rights, now is the time to fight for them because we are about to have one heck of a fight on our hands and we do not need to be separated on this issue. We have to have everybody on our side. We have to stay together on this because <clears throat> all it's going to take is it's eroding, a chipping away. They just knock little bits off as they go. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, one day, all of the hunters who, who were like, oh, well, I don't need an AR-15 to hunt. Okay, fine. You have a right to not have to... You know, you don't have to own an AR if you don't want to, but then they're going to start coming after your shotguns and your bolt-action rifles. They want them all, guys. Do not be fooled hmm. at all. Make no mistake. Look. They will accept nothing less 
than the total surrender of your life. You look at all... And I say your life because it means your life. You look at all these anti-gun politicians and whatnot, like the, the, the Schumers and the Pelosi's, you know, <clears throat> and the Bloomberg's and the George Soros. Feinstein. You know, all, all these, not, not just politicians, but billionaires that support the anti-gun agenda in this country. You look at all these people and their ultimate goal, whether or not they want to come out and say it publicly, but you know it's been discussed in private. Their ultimate goal is complete gun confiscation in the U.S. Because they think without any guns, you know, in the hands of civilians who, oh, you know, they can't, they can't help themselves. They're, they're just prone to, prone to violence, and they're going to hurt themselves if they have these weapons at their disposal. They want them all. I agree. I mean, believe you me. And, and two, you know, I, I'm not going to discuss facts and things like that in this video because we, we've talked about statistics and all that over the course of several other videos. But I will give you a very good reference. If you've never heard of him, a man by the name of Ben Shapiro, he has a show on this little YouTube page called The Daily, uh, the Daily Wire, okay? He lays out all the facts about gun violence in the U.S. and across the world, and it's very much worth a listen, okay? Episode 394 is the most recent one where he talked about this, and he also laid out a bunch of things about Jimmy Kimmel's comments on his show, which was complete bullcrap. You know, it was an emotional tirade. You know, right. and it was just an emotional tirade about this whole thing with no factual backing whatsoever. But the thing is, all of his people, you know, just fall right into it. It's all based on emotions. Nothing's right. based on facts. So here's the next thing we have to dive into. And All right, so we're going from the Second Amendment. Now we're going to the First Amendment. All right, so now... What? So we're now, what? It's not just about the Second Amendment? Now we're, we're going to talk about the First Amendment. Wait a so, minute. Speaking of Jimmy Kimmel... It's odd that you speak of him. Ah. All right, hmm. so, and, and guys, we understand that this entire back. video has been a very, very odd, uh, <laughs> an odd thing to talk about, and I know it's tough for a lot of people, and I know that, that it's a very slippery slope in terms of people's opinions. I know emotions are high, and believe me, we feel for everybody that's affected by this, and we don't want to make it seem like uh, we don't care, because we do. You know, so recently, and we found out that YouTube actually, uh, like, gave us an account strike for some of these, like, stock video, bump stock what, videos. I, one video. It was the bump fire <laughs> installation video, and this is what happened over the from weekend. From forever ago. Th this video was, like, four years ago. And it didn't even have a lot of views. It was from forever ago. But we were at the shoot, and then all of a sudden, like, we get a strike, and then 22 Plinkster gets a strike, and then... Tim at Military Arms Channel gets a strike, and then Don at Suits right. Double O gets a strike. Everybody's like, so basically, what the every, going everybody on? that had some form of a of a video on these stocks got an account strike from YouTube. Not just Bumpfire. Hang on, oh. there's more. There's more oh. to it. There's more to it. So I'm to impatient. be fair, you look at guys like Jimmy Kimmel, mm. who are untouchable. So he can go on and go on a big tirade about the uh, about the shooting in Vegas. Now this video, I promise you, will either get pulled or be demonetized. And we'll be lucky if we don't get an account strike just for simply talking about it. But but yet Jimmy Kimmel's untouchable, and he can get away with it. And he's he's serving 100% ad fill rate and all this mess. Anyway, the point, the reason I'm mentioning it, and the reason that I think it's important, is because YouTube is an environment that is supposed to promote free speech. Okay, and when you say do as I say, not as I do, little peon. And simply remove that, and not. And, and the thing is, we have no way to appeal it. We have no way to to even you know fight it in any way, <laughs> yeah, shape, or form. It's that just, option was not it's there. It's just this is what happens, and screw you, and just deal with it. 
it, it's very, very unsettling and it's very unfair. And it's a legitimate sucker punch that is completely unwarranted. Now, <laughs> with that being said, Can I? moments ago, I did uh, exchange a short round of emails with YouTube regarding uh, the taking down of these videos and the and the, the the account strikes that all of these people have gotten, and without saying exactly what they said, more or less to paraphrase, they're like, "Yeah, we can see where that would be a little bit unwarranted to just to just slap you in the face and not even give you an ability uh, to do anything." So, I am going to say that YouTube is trying uh, to do what they can to remedy the situation and try to meet us in the middle. There is an olive bit. branch in there somewhere. There is a minor little um, olive branch. It may be small, but it's there. The thing that ticked me off so much about it is we were in the, the truck about to go to dinner over the weekend after the shoot and everything, and Dom was sitting beside me, and he was showing me his Such. email. So, uh, suit, sorry. But he was sitting next to me and showing me his email that he got, and he had three videos pulled and one account strike. Not a single one of those videos was... Yeah, one of them was, was about like a, a bump fire One of them stock. was an ATI, like Boyd, like a yeah. Boyd stock yeah. or something. One, it was like Boyd's wood stock install or like inletting or whatever. It didn't have a thing to do with bump fire, bump stocks, nothing. It just happened to have stock in the title. Right. Heck, I'd be surprised if our stock refinishing video doesn't get pulled or look, some crap. Look, you know? here's here's the thing. Like, good guys, grief. YouTube is acknowledged they at have. least in in a very very soft and moderate way they have acknowledged that that was probably a little bit of an extreme yeah, but thing who, to do. Who pushed the button on the back end though? That's I mean that's what right. I want to know. Who's got the the elitist and Stalinist mentality to say, "Okay, well we got to pull all this stuff down right now because we don't want any good information." I, I out can there understand about it. them not wanting to be associated with it and they have the they have the right to not be associated with it yeah, if they want to. However, however, it 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 is it is certainly uh very very Troubling. Unprofessional and troubling to have you know just because you're trying to you do what you feel is the right thing you're not doing anything bad and yet your voice is silenced uh, because they don't agree with uh, with you or, or it doesn't US fit or their this, agenda. Is this the U.S. or North Korea? I forgot. I don't know, but the thing is, guys, it's been a rough week, and I'm just going to reiterate that it's been a rough week. We had a wonderful time at the shoot. We got to talk to a bunch of amazing content creators bunch of great companies that showed up to support us in that event. We had a great time, but it was stained by the stuff that happened. Not Well, not only that, but... You know, you know just everything from dealing with YouTube to dealing with uh, the NRA and, and what they've got going on. I mean, guys, all we want is for everybody to just get along. Let's try to come up with a way for us to move forward and learn from it, and we cannot blame the tool. I, I think... These people that are coming out of the woodwork wanting to blame a tool for a person's actions is just childish. And that's what happens Down, every time. Downright childish. You know, what are you going to learn by, by, by just trying to hide that? Yeah. I mean, guys, <clears throat> it, <All> right. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. All right, so after like Sandy Hook, that was, that was the last really big thing with the big assault weapons band push. All right, they're trying to blame the tool. All right, what was the tool? The tool was an AR-15, correct? All right. So what's the tool on this one? All right, they're blaming bump fire stocks. All right, so what if they get something on bump fire stocks? Then what's the next step? AR-15s, right? Easy. Very, very simple to understand the motive here. Okay? It is. And, all right, I think by this point, I'm, you know, like I said, I was pissed at the NRA, and I still am a little bit ticked off at their, their PR on this. It was very poor on their, their part. But the thing is, I've said my piece. I've sent my email. I've called. 
And uh, I think as a community, we've gotten a lot of people on the NRA's ass about this. And they know. They know that a lot of people in the community are pissed off. But, all right, get over it. It's time to get over it, and it's time to band together and get the same momentum that we had going up to getting the SHARE Act, HPA, National Reciprocity, and all that through, and show, who, show them who's boss. That's what I think the big gist of this video is. We're going to show these people who's boss and who's still in, in, in control here. Right. And guys, another thing to consider too, you know, to mirror what Chad said, I'll just add this. I mean, the NRA is nothing without its members. Okay. If we turn our back on the NRA now, it sends a very, very bad message to our opposition. We have to remain strong in this. Guys, nobody's perfect. Okay. But when you ask an organization to fight your fight for you and they fight that fight and they slip up and they might make a decision you're not happy with, guess what? It happens, guys. Look at all the good that they've done. They really have done a lot of good things. I mean, look at their intentions with the SHARE Act, with the uh, Kerry Bill. I mean, a lot of things that they've tried to do a lot of good. So don't always judge uh, just by one little action. You know, always try to consider the total package. You know, before everybody goes throwing Wayne LaPierre under the bus, guys, Wayne's been at this for... How long? Over 30 years now? 35, 36 years. Give the man a dang break, people. It's a very, very slippery slope. And this entire situation politically is highly sensitive. Emotions are still running high right now. Many of our, Remember, many of our elected officials, guys, are human beings just like the rest of us. They put on their pants just like me and you do. They have children. They have you know, wives. They have parents. They have families. These things hit close to home for a lot of people, and the knee-jerk reaction is to act based on emotion. But we cannot let emotion determine our future, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is a logical and calculated viewpoint mm -hmm. that has to be carefully considered and carefully protected by those with cooler heads. Guys, have a cooler head. Say your piece, you know, deal with it, help the people in need, you know, be a be a, a ambassador to the Second Amendment. Promote the positive parts of the Second Amendment. I mean, guys, look at things that we're accomplishing. Okay, like our, our buddy Remington Little, for instance. All, All right, here, here's positive. a really good exam example. Our buddy Remington Little recently, you know, he's been talking with a lot of these uh, great companies that we've been working with over the years, and uh, you know, he's he just uh, got some like assistance with some of his uh, future. Uh, you know, gun designing acumens with like brown owls. I mean, he's talking to a lot of these companies and we've been helping open up uh, doors for people uh, like Remington to, uh, to get out there and make uh, more of a name for themselves and to promote those, those folks and to promote youth shooting sports and getting, getting our youth involved and training them proper handling of firearms, do's and don'ts, protecting our heritage uh, with sports, uh, you know, sporting purposes like hunting and everything like that. And then also the other side of it with, you know, us being able to protect ourselves and, uh, you know, and be toe-to-toe -to -toe with a potentially uh, disastrous government. The big I mean, that's picture. what it's all about, the big picture. Yeah. We cannot allow the big picture to go away. We have to remember what we're all here for <clears throat> and to remember that any, if I was there in that position, I would gladly give my life if I had to to protect any of those people. Just like a lot of folks selflessly did everything in their power to remedy that situation and to do the best they could. Guys, sometimes evil 
just rears its ugly head and just does bad things. But the only way to stop that evil is for us to all be on the level playing field. And if we start giving up our rights, and if we start handing stuff over and, and just making a knee-jerk reaction, you're only going to make the situation worse. Guys, we have to stay together on this issue. No matter how you feel, guys, the Second Amendment is the, the pulse in which we're, we're all, we all have to have our fingers on our pulse and make sure she's staying alive. And the NRA is not going to do it. The gun owners of America are not going to do it. It's you and I. It's the grassroots level stuff that is going to get this done. I've got nothing else to say about it. I think we've taken up enough of y'all's time today. You guys get the idea. You know what the big picture is. Agreed. You know, so. Guys, we've got a lot more content on the way, okay? Uh, we always have so many things that we're doing. More meltdowns, more gun gripes, uh, more firearms facts. I mean, we always have some random thing going on on this channel that we're doing, and we uh, definitely encourage you to stay tuned uh, we have our trail camera shootout on the way that's going to be coming down the pipeline. Oh, yes. um, expect that. That's going to be a ton of editing on your part. Shut up. Like a million photos. I'm not let you do that. A million and a half photos. Bye. It's going to be a lot of photos. But anyway, it's going to be cool. And we've already gotten some pretty exciting shots of some pretty nice looking deer. Mm -hmm. So uh, we expect that uh, coming down the pipeline soon. Also, uh, opening day of muzzleloader season is uh, nigh upon us. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to go out and hopefully film a deer hunt with the new Max 150 from Silencer Co. So opening day of muzzleloader Caesar. 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 Season. We, season. Opening, opening day of the season, we will be out there <laughs> with the Maxim 50. And uh, hopefully we're going to do the room temperature challenge with, a, uh, with an unfortunate uh, deer. So we'll a see how that goes. But stay tuned for that. Slab of venison. Mm. That's right. A nice slab of deer meat. Yum. Guys, thank you so much for watching today's video. I know that this subject is sensitive for a lot of us. I know it's something that we don't like to talk about. We have gotten numerous requests from all of you to hear our stance on this. And I hope that you feel that, that we looked at this in a logical and straightforward manner. We're trying to see all sides of the situation. Uh, we hope that you understand where we're coming from. Guys, remember, the Second Amendment is only alive because we give it life. We, we define the Second Amendment in our everyday life. And guys, one person's actions does not define who we are as gun owners. And do not allow all of these yahoos out here to define you falsely because of what you believe. If you want to support gun rights, you support gun rights. You, you be the change that you want to see in the world. And, and one person's evil actions does not define you as a gun owner. And I think that's what the important thing we want to leave you with. But thank you for watching today's video. We'll see you next time. See you guys.